This is MPN. Welcome to MPN. Is everybody awake? Everybody ready to go? We're good. It's very exciting. It's baseball time. It's Wake up. Baseball, it's baseball time. Ryan caught me mid-yawn as he was ready to do the introduction. I did. Uh, it, was, it, was a, it was not necessarily an exciting game between the Dodgers and the no, Mets. No, very little excitement. Yeah, especially for a tight game. Yeah. Like, it was a tight game that never really felt... Like, it was really about... like You, you never really felt like any lead was not in danger. If that makes sense, like the three, the once they was like three two, I was like, yeah, okay. The the Dodgers in general, when they've been down, you kind of just shrug and go, well, they're probably gonna That's lose. That's it. <laughs> they don't. They're not really good. They don't really come back on you. Yeah, they're 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 throwing Chase Utley to hit for Jack Peterson in the ninth in the eighth or ninth inning. Yeah, That's it, not. Yeah, who great was it? The, the ninth was Chase Utley followed by AJ Ellis, followed by, by Howie, Howie Kendrick, Kendrick swinging yeah. at balls every dirt. Yeah. yeah. Like yeah. not these are not the dreams rallies are made of. No. Well, anyway, the wonderful voices you hear, of course, uh, we're coming at you again for the NL and ALCS, the championship series for the pennant. Uh, that voice you heard discussing our fellow National League uh, games, bringing back Jimmy Bowman. Jimmy, hello, how are you? Hello. Good, All good. Right. How are you doing? Right? I'm doing Bowman. Great. It's been great. I had a really fun time with the uh, National League series being wrong about. Both of them. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, so, uh, yeah, and also our AL correspondent is here. You heard his voice very briefly there. Josh Benvoris. Josh. Hello, hello. Yeah, back for more. Back for more. I think you're the first, uh, what, three-time guest, I think? Ooh. So, congrats. Well, we fancy. Really, Jimmy, you're like in second place with two times. Dude, I was so, yeah, say, yeah, you're... <laughs> I'm trailing, but as yeah. long as he keeps doing gonna, the same podcast I'm going to show up to every podcast you ever do with Jimmy to just keep my lead. Damn it. So you're, you're going to be ready to talk a lot of Rockies and Broncos then. You better brush get brushed up. Yeah. I don't need to do that. <laughs> av- I'm going to wing it. It's avalanche and nugget season. So That's you need right. To go yeah. deep, my friend. <laughs> learn, you guys, is Peyton still playing? Learn your PDO and your PER. Learn <laughs> learn, learn the difference. Um, so can we take stock on our predictions? Do we remember our predictions very well? For um... Well, considering I'm doing pretty well, I went back and edited a lot of the last podcast <laughs> so that we wouldn't be wrong. But no, I, I I'm, I'm joking. I don't. I, I remember I had picked the I picked the Blue Jays to sweep. I think a couple. of We all made. picked the Blue Jays to sweep. Yeah, but if you take out the first two games, <laughs> they the swept. Blue Jays swept. Technically, yeah. they swept because they weren't really the Blue Jays in those first two games. Let's be honest. No, no. not at all. They looked more like the team that lit the league on fire. In the last three games, than they did yeah. the first two games for yeah. sure, and they still had a chance to win game two. It went into like that extra innings, innings. Yeah. I mean, they yeah. really had an opportunity to win and couldn't quite get the big walk off home run that yeah. they eventually got yeah. later on. The yeah. only yeah, the only big weakness was David Price. Yeah, yeah. well, and we'll get to him. The, the David Price not resembling the David Price part, which is gonna be interesting. Surprisingly, I got. My the American League. I mean, because the, the the favorites won in the AL, so maybe that was a little maybe that was a little bit yeah, e- yeah. easier to pick. Possibly that that that, that was going to happen. I didn't think they would go five games, but um, I I believe I I nailed uh, Kansas City Astros, which was Astros were going to make it uh, interesting, make it interesting, and go to five. But you, I, I think you had said four, so okay. you got it close. Well, that's why you're our AL correspondent. That's right. Josh. That's right. I had that little bit of extra insight. That <laughs> yeah. They gave it no one more game. It really set us over the top. And I am going to take credit for two things. Okay, uh, I we didn't we weren't able to predict because uh, the wild card game hadn't yet happened, so we weren't able to predict who were going to the, the Cardinals game. Uh, but I did say in the last podcast that I thought the only teams that had a chance of beating the Cardinals were either wild card team, either yes. wild card team did it. Yeah, and that would be the Cubs. Mm-hmm. And that was and that was the one that only went to four games. Yep. And I did say I thought Dodgers in five, mm-hmm. but uh, I did predict, so I got that wrong, but I did predict why the Dodgers would eventually lose just around earlier than I thought. Yeah. Which is why. Which was the offense was going to be a little bit punchless, they wouldn't yeah. have answers against good relief pitchers, and that uh, the big starters might go too long and get a little fatigued, which is what happened to Clayton Kershaw in the very first game when mm-hmm. he, he pretty much walked the bases loaded, yeah. and then the relief pitcher gave it up, so... I got I got the symptoms, just not at the right not time. Not the right time. So yeah. if we cherry pick this a lot, mm-hmm. we aced our prediction. <laughs> we nailed it. We you should great. definitely listen to every word that we're saying for this upcoming round. I think. Oh yeah. Um, but yeah, the, it, was, it was funny because we just we just watched the whole Dodger game, and I mean, Clayton Kershaw 
I wouldn't say he silenced his critics fully with his performance this postseason. It was sort of 50-50, really. Mm -hmm. He pitched okay in game one. They just didn't score any runs because Jacob deGrom was an, a phenom and unbelievable. And, and didn't it end up being the same thing where he pitched most of a good game and then faded? Yeah, yeah. he faded in, the, in... He had one bad inning. He walked yeah. three guys, one intentionally. Uh, one pitch he missed barely off the outside corner. That was called ball four. And, I mean, you can't really argue... I mean, when you're putting it up against a normal starting pitcher, I feel like you're like, okay, that's a fine start. You know, he ended up only... He, I mean, the, the two runs that, that were eventually cashed in by Baez were charged to him. Yeah. But he can't really say, like, he pitched poorly because he threw a gem in game four to keep them in it. Oh, yeah. He basically... The only way he would silence his critics, and his critics are dumb, to be straight. Well, and because the as you can see from all of this randomness, I mean, this is such a crapshoot. Trying to predict the baseball postseason is ridiculously yeah. difficult. So let's predict the let's baseball do it, guys. postseason. So right hunker now. down for the next forty minutes because you're in for a treat. <laughs> uh, one thing I do have to say: Are there any, in your guys' eyes, any unlikable teams left? No, no. I, we're, we're talking about this a little bit beforehand. Yeah. No, I think not. Every they, team is fun. Every team's got really good, cool personalities aboard, and they've all got kind of the sad, like they're all shaking off these sad sack loseritis mm -hmm. things that have been happening the past ten years. I, there was a great article I read where uh, you know people are making a big deal out of the uh, the fact that the Toronto Blue Jays had what it's a 22 year. Yeah. Drought, 20, right. Well, since they won the World Series in '93, yeah, yeah, uh, and and that and that was the big narrative starting out was like, oh, you know, they had the longest playoff drought, but then they broke it down by the longest, I think, World Series drought, and Blue Jays were the most recent team. Yeah, yeah. The, uh, Joe, the Joe Carter. Yeah. I mean, and Mets Mets made it, but Mets they did. What, yeah, they Two thousand. Two thousand. They lost to the Yankees. Yeah. Yeah. yeah that's when yeah. they had like a. a they got swept. Who, who was on that? Who was on the team? Bel, um, was Beltron on the team? No, no, no. no. It was Edgardo Alfonso yeah. and uh, those and Steve Traxel yeah, and yeah. Al Leiter and all those guys. Yeah, I'm trying to remember some of the hitters, some of those other guys. Um, we can probably look it up. We yeah, can probably find it throughout the show. There's one guy whose name's gonna kill me, and I'm gonna go, ah, oh, that's the guy. Yeah, that's the guy. Uh, but yeah. So long, and then like long World Series drought for the uh, for the Mets. Yeah, definitely. Who who, uh, who who has the longest World Series drought left with the four playoff teams? Oh, I don't know. <laughs> yeah. That's a good question. <laughs> I don't know. I haven't heard anyone talk about uh, World Series droughts at all. That is weird because yeah, you did know. mention that too tonight. <laughs> we were watching that, or we are we're talking about that. and it, it can't be more than like 30 or 40 years. No, right? that's ridiculous. No, I mean, it no be, team goes It's that really long. ridiculous. Let's see here. Okay, yeah, so the highest, the highest war for that New York Mets team was Edgardo Alfonso. 6.4. Yeah. Second highest. I don't even remember him as a player. No, no. Edgardo Alfonso? Oh, no. Because no. he plays for the Giants also. That's how I don't remember. Yeah. Mike Hampton was, there, was okay. one of their pitchers. Oh, he ended up with uh, the Rockies. He did, And yeah. he ended up being terrible. Um, and then, yeah, you're going to, you're going to, well, who's their big, who's their catcher? Oh, yeah, Piazza. Mike Piazza. Yeah. Mike oh, Piazza yeah, yeah, was yeah. there. Was the big guy. Mike Piazza, is yeah. he straight or is he gay? Does anybody? Well, he he did a he did, he had a press conference, guys. So we know he's straight. Oh no, I'm just saying the title of the song by Bell and Sebastian, oh, okay. which is a great song. <laughs> it's not Piazza New York Catcher. Yeah. Oh, yeah. that's oh, the one. Oh yeah, 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 yeah I know that song. Yeah. 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 Uh, Jay Payton, outfielder, another former Rocky, right? Yeah. Oh yeah. Glendon Rush, Benny Ogbayani. That's a good team. Oh, that's a God. fun team. That's a fun team. So go Mets, I guess. Maybe. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, so every team left is a likable, interesting team, and they all have enough reason to want them to win. Like, whoever wins, they're clearing a drought, and there's no dynasties involved yet. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Right? Yeah. There's, no, there's nothing where you can look at the Cardinals and go, God, or yeah. the Dodgers and go, God. Yeah. Even though the Dodgers haven't won in a while, it feels like they've just been in it every year for some time. Yeah. And they're frustrating that way. Well, is it funny? You have a bunch of teams that were under 500. In the last couple of years, yeah, yeah. Well, yeah, very far under five hundred yeah. too. Yeah, that had just garbage seasons, and and even you know even the Astros you had in there, mm -hmm. you really the I mean I guess and the Dodgers kind of underperformed in part of the two thousands too. So you don't have any of those teams. In yeah, the, you don't have uh, any teams that are like that like dominated their league yeah. and just like aced into the playoffs. But it's funny to think that the Blue Jays are probably the like 
veteran considered the like most veteran team left in the postseason probably <laughs> they like they don't feel that old but no. like you know i mean tulo is he's he's 30 or 30 plus yeah and, you know batista's and, pretty up there yeah and like Edwin's pretty up there david price like all these guys and it's like they don't play like they're the no, elder they, states then but they but they kind of are i guess just with this particular group yeah so well let's let's jump into the first series starting uh if you're listening to this friday morning today uh, which is the ALCS between the Royals and Blue Jays, a couple of teams that came back. I mean, from 2-0, yeah. that, that's a big deal, too. That doesn't happen very often, either. Teams coming back from 2-0 deficits. Uh, the Blue Jays were the only the third team to win the best-of-five series after dropping the first two at home. First one was the 2001 Yankees versus Oakland. Second and one, I think Ryan 2012 Kinsley. Giants. Yep. That's right. Against Cincinnati. Although that, One won the World Series, one lost the World Series. That's true. But that also was a different format too, because that that was the first year that they had the new wild card. So they played mm-hmm. the first two games at home, even though they were the uh, lower seed. So oh. they played the first two games at home, and then they played the next three in, in Cincinnati that year. Oh, okay. They didn't they didn't do two two one. So I mean, I don't want to be like, oh, the Giants did it, but they like had to win three straight on the road where the Reds That's had not insane. lost or the Reds had not lost like three straight at home all year long. Yeah, it was pretty, yeah. I mean, it was pretty good. So, I mean, this, it was a little different, but yeah, I mean, that's, so they're the third team since dropping the first two. Yeah. I mean that, that, cause that happened both times. I mean, that, that the, granted the, the, the Royals didn't lose the first two at home, but coming back from, I mean, you know, pushing the game five is pretty exciting stuff. Also similar, uh, great stat I found was this is the first time since 1970 that visiting teams won the first four, four playoff games. So the first two wild card games oh. and the first uh, two division series games. Good stuff. And uh, the only other times that it even happened were 1923 and 1906. Okay. So fourth time in history for this to happen. Wow. And, and both teams ended up clinching at home, too. Yeah. Like, yeah. In the end. Combination, yeah. At home, they got the home they crowd got them into it. took you know? care of business. Um because, yeah, it's just funny. I mean, just the perception of the Royals-Astros series. I never felt like the Royals were ever fully in control no, of the series. Because, no. I mean, I, I didn't watch, like, a lot of the games. Uh, and I, I would follow them when I could, and I would look. But every time you looked up, I felt like, oh, the Astros had hit two home... Or Colby Rasmus would hit, you know, two home runs. Or Luis Valbuena is hitting an early home run. Yeah. I feel like the Royals were constantly down, down, down. Which is really not something that they're used to, especially last year their playoff series. They were just they would just lead all the time and just you know roll through teams. Yeah, and they and really steamrolled this year too. Yeah, I mean, well, it, the the turning point was of course Game Four. Yeah. I mean, where yeah. they they were we got insane. Yeah, and it was they yeah. were down to their last six outs, and they ended up scoring the last five runs. So yeah. I mean, it's I mean that that kind of. And they they did it in a very that kind of Royals way of having the unexpected contributors do things like. I think Salvador Perez took a four-pitch walk, which he didn't do all season <laughs> yeah, or yeah. something like that. No, and they... Uh, yeah, exactly. The, the Royals had... Really really didn't have much of a, of a hero. Uh, I mm-hmm. guess you could probably, if you had to pick one person, it would be Kendrick Morales. Mm-hmm. Um, he was the only Royal who had three extra base hits oh. for the whole series. Yeah, that was what they did. And they were all three home runs. <laughs> but, um, but he... But he's the only one that you can point to as, like, uh, you know, like, the Blue Jays had that Tulo game, which is, like, Tulo carried the team that mm-hmm. game. But, you know, the the Royals, it was all, and, and that that ridiculous, uh, was it the um, eighth inning? Yeah, yeah, with the top of the eighth inning, they were down and it was six like, to two. They it was, like, five, five or six singles yeah, in a row. that's it. Yeah. Yeah. No extra base hits, just move the line along. Yeah. Just move the line along. And, and what a way to start your career for Correa to... Come on, be amazing for the regular season. Yeah. Get the playoffs as your rookie season, and then just, I mean. Well, he, well, he, he hit a pretty big home run. He did. He was winning that game, too. Yeah. You know, he he probably was thinking in his mind, I'm the hero. I'm the I one got this. who takes us to the ALCS, and yeah. then to just have it turn on a dime like that. Well, and you also got to say, like, what's fun about the Astros is they did the Astros things, which are... Colby Rasmus and Luis Valbuena hitting big old dingers yeah. in random places, and that's yeah. going to be why they're dangerous 
for a while, mm-hmm. don't yeah. have a lot of guys who can just keep doing stuff like that. I was talking to both of you, and I was so hoping that it would have been a Blue Jays Astros ALCS. Oh, would have been be- fantastic! Just because of that, just because of that short left field porch, and to see Bautista and Tulo and Edwin and all these all these right headed power hitters just hitting nothing but home runs. I mean, that would be I'm, a four hour game I would love to watch. I'm really uh, right now hoping for the Dinger Fest of Blue Jays Cubs. That yes. would be an amazing World Series. All right, well, but what? We're going to head over. Well, yeah, we'll get to that. So, I mean, <laughs> so, Josh, let me ask you this. Yeah. So, both of these teams we mentioned played five games. Yes. Who do you think that that hurts more? Who do you think that helps more? I mean, which team, I guess my question would be, which team do you think has better depth going into this? Now, seven-game series. Yeah, it's it's kind of rough. Like, in, if you look at them, they both, you know, if you, if, you, if you buy into the whole momentum and hot team and things like that, they both really finish on a bang. Mm-hmm. So they both had, had exciting, you know, finales, uh, it's, you know, to, to come back after looking like they were going to be out and winning those final games. Uh, you know, they, they both really, really are setting themselves up if, if you're, if you're like, if you're a big fan of that yeah. hot team idea. But then that, that also sort of thinks like, well, one of them's going to have to not be hot. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. A, you know, that's where the you counter the collision of two yeah. steaming teams. Um, <laughs> steaming steam teams. Steaming teams. Steaming teams. Uh, <laughs> So I, you know, if uh, so, the, the first thing I, um, you know, when you when you pitched that question to me earlier, the first thing I thought about was the bullpens. Mm-hmm. So you have the big bummer for Toronto is that Brett Cecil is out. Uh, I don't think he's is he back for the. Well, no, no, he he wasn't even on the roster. He uh, he tore Aaron Loop, wasn't it? It was a Brett, it was Brett Cecil who tore. Oh right, uh, I think you're right. Yeah, yeah so yeah, Cecil yeah. Cecil's not on the active roster, and that's why it was kind of advantageous when he got kicked out of the uh, fifth game. He, he I mean he pitched uh, he pitched in one of the games. He pitched no he pitched in two of the games. Yeah, he just oh then he wasn't active for that day. He got kicked out. Oh yeah, because there there he was in all the warm up gear, just saying snide things to the arms that he left <laughs> the, the, the dugout. You're like who are you? <laughs> Are you even playing in this game? Yeah, I don't even. I don't think I even. Did you win? Well, he's did. throwing again after suffering a calf tear. Did you win a contest? Wow, really? Yeah, I think. I mean, I remember reading that they were hoping. Like, he, I mean, he tore his mm-hmm. calf, and they're like, "Well, maybe he can pitch for the LCS." <laughs> and it says he's throwing again, so so we'll see. Um, I mean, really, uh, if you kind of do the breakdown of, of bullpen usage, um, both of them used a starter in a major bullpen role. Um, and if you take those two out, uh, Price for the the Jays and Chris Young for um, the Royals, they're about the same bullpen inning usage. Okay. Uh, but the important thing then to look at, though, is that Kansas did that in five regular games. Toronto did that with a 14-inning game in game two. So if you, you know, obviously you can't, you can't take out a game uh, and have that and just ignore it. Right. But... That happened early on in the series. You take that out, you know, they had maybe... Then, then they, for the rest of the series, they had half the bullpen usage of Kansas. So it was, like, more spread out as opposed to just yes. more of a, a big flash for, for, yeah. the, for the Blue Jays, where with, the, with exactly. the Royals, it was more like a, a consistent thing. But, I mean, that's... But then you look at Cueto, who saved the bullpen yeah. in the last game. Yeah, So, so it, it was rough for me looking, you know, breaking down the bullpens to be like, well, there's no, like... Uh, you know, I would look and be like, "Oh, okay, well, but then, but then this happens. Oh, but then yeah. I guess if you take there's this, the counter and you, to that, and yeah. there's this, that, and the, yeah." And so, well, I mean, Kansas City's been doing that all year long. I mean, they mm-hmm. had the the lowest innings pitched by starters the entire season for all yeah. the playoff teams. They've been leaning so heavily on that so, bullpen, yeah. And they had they had a lights out bullpen that did show some cracks. Mm-hmm. Um, they had you know, Madsen gave up several runs. Um, you know, and then you had just guys, uh, just you know, not doing terribly, but you know, uh, Herrera gave up a run. Duffy, who they were, they brought in, you know, they put into the bullpen. Um, he gave up a run, um, and then you look at the Jays, and they were just lights out. Um, they basically just had Latroy Hawkins, who I they didn't even. He was part of that yep. trade. Yeah, forget that. They probably didn't even want to really bring in, but when you yeah. get to fourteen innings, you kind of yeah. you kind of have to. Like just like and he's like, okay, who wants to go in next? And it's like Latroy Hawkins raising his hand. You're like, okay, anybody anyone, else? Anyone? Anybody yeah. else want to come in? How many teams has Latroy been on at this point? Ooh, that would be a fun trivia question. Really, I yeah. think that'd be that we probably have to go closest to the hole on that one. But uh, style. 
But that, but that's it. Latroy Hawkins is the only uh, only Blue Jays bullpen member to give up, um, unless you count David Price as a bullpen member for that game to give up earned runs. So they they have had a fantastic run. Roberto Ozuna has been great. Uh, youngest, almost youngest player in the majors too. Yeah, he's yeah. really young. Really almost six good. innings pitched, six strikeouts, no walks, no hits, no earned runs, nothing. Pretty good to have at the at the back end. Yeah. when you're when you're when you're trying to hold down a lead, which they will they have had a lot yeah. of. Um, but speaking of David Price, yes. we all and a lot of the baseball world was very confused as to him coming in in Game Four, even just warming up in Game Four. Yeah. A game that they were winning seven to one at the time. Yep. Ended up winning, I believe it was seven to four. You know, and they, they because of David. Because Price. of David Price, but in that situation, we all sort of agreed, like, hey, maybe keep this A plus starting pitcher for Game Five. And granted, I guess you can't really no lead is safe when you're in Texas yeah. and it's American League and you know a bunch of sluggers and stuff like that. You know, you have to play every game as it comes, but. At some point, you got to be like, maybe we can trust some other members of our bullpen and save this guy for game five. Especially with how great their bullpen was doing. Yeah. But if, if I'm... It, my, my guess is, is a combination of a bunch of different factors. Uh, I, I, too, think it was bizarre. But if I have to go, okay, why do you do it? It's that you had the 14-inning game a couple, a couple nights prior, which really, I think it was uh, three nights prior, because you had the day off. For the travel day, mm-hmm. plus another game played. Yeah. So, but it was it, it was a taxing day for the bullpen. So that that would probably be one thing. Another thing is, uh, I don't think I don't think humans really say this, but Price wasn't amazing in his first great. game. No. And you know, and you're pitching Stroman, who also wasn't the best, but but did you know seven uh, seven innings, three earned runs, well, yeah, five strikeouts, and in he's game coming two. off of major injury too, yeah. like major yeah. surgery. So you know you're going to need to back him up with somebody, I guess. And in general, Price has a bit of a reputation of being a disappointing postseason player. Yeah. yeah, like you know we were talking about Kershaw and the critics, but Price, if you look at his numbers, he doesn't. And Price has never, like, lights out the way Kershaw has been. even Just in general, like, throughout yeah, the season. No yeah. one can be, but Price has done things that make you a little concerned. Like, I almost... It comes across, like, where you're either, like, well, he's yeah. a big old dummy, Gibbons is, who's not... We just throwing him out there for arbitrary reasons. Or you go, maybe Gibbons has, like, some Machiavelli in him, and he's tossing him out there to look dumb, but not wanting <laughs> to blow the game. Yeah, the because there's, there, there, there's really little chance that he can, but he I, he very nearly did. I mean, a couple things go differently, yeah, and that's the like game's a lot runs, closer. Yeah, right? so, yeah. My, I, what baffled me the most is that, uh, though he did do, when he got brought in, he did what he's supposed to do, which is that he got, uh, I think it was Chew out immediately. Okay. Because it, oh, it was a bit of a jam. Uh, they took Dickey out after only throwing uh, four and two thirds, and he did his job. Like when they brought him in, he did his job. And then the the, the following innings, that's where he kind of had had a mini meltdown. But um, but yeah, I'm looking at his stats right now. I mean, I know win losses is a is not a great stat, but yeah. I mean, he was he pitched out of the bullpen mainly in their 08 run to the World Series. Uh, and then, yeah, he went one, two, three, four, five, six games in a row where he got the loss in, in the postseason. Oh, my God. Coming from 2010, 11, 13, 14, and then the game one here in 2015. He actually ended up getting the win in that game that he came in. That's right, yeah. he did. So, you know, I mean, yeah, he pitched three innings. Get, but the, but the get thing that is, devil off your back. But you look at the, I mean, you just look at his innings, it's like, yeah, he pitched six and two-thirds, nine hits, five runs in that in that game that he lost in yeah. 2010. You know, I mean, the the six innings is the is the shortest amount of time that he's pitched and started. You know, which sort of speaks to pitcher wins as being an awful, awful stat. But yeah. I mean, six innings from your number one guy—it's not like awful. He's not like it's not like he's going like three or four, or five innings. I mean, yeah. The but, thing that baffled me the most, though, was you know, it, it, I, I understand you know, and the, the argument that. Uh, well, hey, if we don't win Game 4, there's no Game 5. So you can't play for Game 5 until you win Game 4. But then, he did, I, I just felt that the, the biggest, the biggest head-scratcher was that he brought him in so early. It's like, if 
say, you know, either you let Dickie finish and Dickie gives a couple more runs, finish the inning, or you bring in uh, someone in the bullpen and they don't do that well, and then all of a sudden it's a 7-3 game. Mm-hmm. Then you bring in David Price, then I would be like, okay, I, I kind of see this. You know, it is Texas. Yeah. It, it, they are the, the home team. Uh, you got to get to game five. But it's a seven, like a six-run lead and yeah. bringing in your ace. It's very low-leverage moment. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah, it, 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 you would think that you'd probably be better served starting him in a higher leverage, which probably would be but, the starting game five. Which, you know, I mean, granted, you look at it now, hindsight's twenty twenty. Exactly. It worked uh, out. Results, fine. not process. <laughs> That's right. That's right. Yeah, everything went everything went great in game five because yeah. of the starters. Um, but was that where does that seventh inning rank? Just in terms of like bonkers, banana, t- crazy town, banana pants, baseball. It's, it's insane that both uh, that both Toronto and Kansas had a bonkers inning. Yeah, uh, I I, lo- I love it that that a lot of their series mirrored each other in in a lot of fun ways. But uh, that was insane. I was I was at work trying to get a stream of the game to work, uh, and just watching it on. Uh, Watching it on game day, going like, "What is going yeah, on?" I need to know what is the on-field delay for? That it was, and, and that, and to have that be the follow-up to that uh, bizarre Russell Martin throw, where yeah. he, uh, where Russell Martin threw back to the pitcher, it it glanced off of Shinshuchu's bat, and uh, and Odor breaks for home, and a bunch of people argue about it, and Toronto fans go crazy, throw. Yeah. Throw trash all over the field. Yeah. Well, let, let's they play the game under protest. Uh, Toronto, uh, Toronto decides to play the rest of the game under protest, and then they win. Yeah. Well, but let's let's if we can go through each step and in no particular order <laughs> of all the things that happened. Let me see. I'm just going off the top of my head. You had the benches clear twice. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You had uh, three consecutive airs to load the bases. Mm-hmm. Followed by a bloop single, touching pretty much touching the glove. Yeah, they, they, it, it turned out being a fielder's choice because yeah. they threw the guy out. Yeah, they threw it not, weird yeah the second. hit itself was weird enough, and then yeah. it became a fielder's choice yeah, because Ben Revere turned his back to the play. <laughs> uh, you have people throwing beer cans on the field in yeah. just pure rage, followed by them throwing beer cans on the field in pure ecstatic joy. Yeah. You have a big... And our Encarnacion trying to calm them down, and Dyson taking offense at... Uh, Probably it's something else, but it's funny to look at. Uh, yeah, you you have a baby getting hit with a beer bottle, mm-hmm. and then cameras cutting to the baby is like, "Stop throwing stuff!" You hit a baby. You have another man getting kicked out, like next to the baby for screaming at them. You have the police and guards going in and manning the uh, dugout where the Rangers were. <laughs> And this all happened in one inning. Yeah, and the Russell Martin throw, and, the playing yeah. the game under protest, like these yeah. are all just. And I love that the the second uh, bench clear happened. Because uh, Dyson slapped Tulu on the ass mm-hmm. and said some snide comments, yeah, like, and that's uh, way to go. That's how you end the inning. Yeah. Oh, and also the greatest bat flip in the history of bat flips too. Oh, can't amazing. forget about that. Certainly the most high stake one. Yeah. Right. Like for, for pure aesthetic pleasure, there's some Korean ones that can probably rival it. Yeah. yeah. But for pure just like, action just hero and that glare that just well okay stare down. I don't know how you guys feel, but I, I've seen this. I saw this on Twitter today. There is like a uh, sort of a movement to basically say that it wasn't really a bat flip; it was more of a bat toss because the yeah. the end of the bat did not ever yeah you didn't spin in the air. Nope. It never it, it never made a full rotation. It, it just parallel it, to the ground. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So that would be more of a you know we're more of on like a team bat toss instead of a team bat flip. But I think the the idea it doesn't necessarily have to flip. Just the idea of just dropping your bat in a flare, yeah, in you know, sort of with flare, I should say, is just it sort of falls under the heading of bat flip, even though the bat doesn't flip over. Do you think if he hits another bomb like that uh, in either the uh, the championship championship series or the World Series, that in his mind he's like, I gotta beat that bat flip? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and I and I pray for. Whoever is pitching, and for just for what would happen if he's like, I have to top that. Yeah, what would he have to do? He would just light it on fire and just sort of like Man. throw it into the stands. He would he just shot put it. Yeah, like straight and then, up and then impale the pitcher. <laughs> and then uh, the I, I think we're, we're talking about this uh, uh, in reference to uh, to retribution for the the Utley slide. Um, but uh, do you think then what Bautista does if he if he does another bat flip? 
than just draw a uh, a bullseye on, on his, his helmet. On his helmet, just be like, "Come on, you want to yeah. throw at me?" <laughs> I I think I, the one thing about the Batista bat flipping home run is there's not a better match of the moment, the action, the badassness of it than like if there's the one player who would do it all perfectly, it's Jose Batista because yeah. mm-hmm. he's got a reputation of if you throw at me, I'm going to make you pay and stare you down. <laughs> yes, and he does it all the time. And he also hit that ball five miles out of the stadium yeah. too. I mean, it's a re- like it wasn't even like oh he did it. It's sort of maybe it was a no doubter. It was as soon as I watched it, I just was I was just watching on my phone. I just went ooh yeah. like, as soon as it happened. And you understand, like Dyson, he's not showing you up. He's showing up the gods. Yes. Like, he's like, you all, da- like, he's showing up the titans that created the world on their backs. That's who Batista's showing up. All right, well, moving on then, we, what do you think, well, I guess who wins the series then? Who's going to win the American League pennant? We, I know in my personal picks, I picked the Royals mm-hmm. to, to, to win because my feeling is with a team like the Blue Jays, with these types of situations in baseball, really in any sport, teams that are put together at the trade deadline, I just feel like something usually happens where it, it's too good. It's too per- – and I have zero to back this up. It's just a <laughs> gut call. Uh-huh. You know, I mean, the, the the Royals could very well get swept and the Blue Jays could lose in seven. You know, I feel like it could go yeah. a lot of different ways. But I just feel like I like the Royals pitching just a tiny bit better to neutralize – the bats of the uh, Blue Jays because I didn't like the pitching. We obviously all did not like the pitching for Texas coming into the it's, series. It's a bummer that the, uh, that probably the best rotation out of all of them is the one that got knocked out in Houston. Yeah, and Keiko so and yeah, 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 and so we're looking at at the and and, and probably and the worst probably was Texas and mm-hmm. they got knocked out. Well, so it, we have those two middle ground rotations left. If Cueto pitches the way he did in Game Five. Yes. Seeing as how he's going to start Game 3, the first game in Toronto, mm-hmm. I think that's a big moment Yeah, you know, for them to either go up 2-1 or, or even go up 3-0. I mean, if he, if he can yeah. pitch like he did in that game, I think they're going to be tough to beat. But, um, but you know, it, you look at it, uh, you, you look at what Cueto has done since he came over, and in the, uh, in the other game... Oh, he hasn't he, been great. And, I mean, no, and, and the other game he pitched great. in in the ALDS, he was okay. I mean, he, uh, six innings, seven hits, four in runs, five strikeouts, three walks. Like, yeah. that's not that great. No, and uh, not the guy you give not, up a huge prospect exactly, for. Especially yeah. not the person who you're you're banking on to be that ace. And so he did come, he did deliver, but but you know, how much of that was right place, right time? Where you have this, you know, it's it's yeah. that deciding game. You have the home crowd behind you. You you know you you feel that in your gut that like they traded a buttload of prospects and yeah. and to get me this is it. if at any t- one time I'm going to deliver this has got to be it. So I'm I'm going to be really fascinated, really into that game, especially him in Toronto. Like, mm-hmm. is he can he possibly sustain this or is he going to go back? You know, if we look at you know. Yes, small sample size, but if you look at what he's done uh, since becoming a Royal, that Game 5 was the outlier, not the other games. So, All right. Um, and i, I got to say, particularly with the Blue Jays, there's just something about watching them where this is a team that seems born out of chaos, mm-hmm. where the more chaotic a game becomes, the more they rise up to the moment. They just, like, usually it happened in Game, it happened in game 5, where it's bedlam. Yeah. It's just yeah. so much. Like, how can you imagine a team gets the luckiest? Well, not luckiest, because one of the um, flukiest. Yeah, flukiest, most happenstantial runs you'll ever get. Now they have the lead. Oh my gosh, they've got the crowd right where they want them, and they shrink in three airs to load yeah. bases. Yeah, and it, it just seems like the blue. It's like I said before. There's the Blue Jays game, and it's that game where the crowd sounds just like the giant maw of a hurricane. Mm-hmm. The players are hitting home runs really far and staring them down. And that crowd was insane. Was yeah. Crazy. And that's the thing. Like they're the most when they're hot, they're the most demoralizing team I think I've ever seen. Because yeah. it's not like even Edwin Arcanasian's home run was a triple decker. Yeah. Of just they touch it, everyone knows it, mm-hmm. everyone on the opposing team just shrinks. Yeah. And I know it's a bit narrative driven, but it just feels like when chaos ensues, which it's going to, the Blue Jays are the team to ride it. And if you straight just straight break it down into the numbers, um, 
you know, I, uh, we talked a little bit earlier about um, how Kansas didn't didn't really have like a, a like a hero or anything, and you had Kansas Morales, only person to even have three extra base hits, mm-hmm. whereas Blue Jays had four. They yeah. had Colabello, they had Pilar, Bautista, and Donaldson all had uh, some combination of, of home runs and doubles. Hmm. Uh, so so they while they did have you know a couple games where they where they didn't quite bring it. Um, in the end, they brought it. I'm rooting for the Blue Jays. I think that I, yeah. they are so much fun to watch, and I want to watch them more. Yeah. yeah. You know, but I, it's sort of a head-heart situation. <laughs> you know, mm-hmm. my head is telling me that maybe the Royals, but my heart is, is more on, on, on line with the, with, the, uh, with the Blue Jays. So, um, I mean, I'm just going to stick with what I had. I'm going to go, uh, I believe I had Royals in six, so I'm going to stick with that. I'm not happy about it. <laughs> I'm not happy about it, and I hope that doesn't happen. So, you know what? Maybe, you know what? I'm going to change it. Uh, I'm going to say Blue Jays in six. Oh. I'm going to switch it. Because you know what, though? What, why? Just, why not? You're just in my head right I'm now. I'm just putting, yeah, I'm just, just, I'm just putting it out there. That's, that's probably what, I, I'm, I'm looking at the matchups right now. You have uh, Volkis Estrada. Estrada mm-hmm. was the, the, the best starter yeah. for, um, for Blue Jays. Uh, in in this postseason, um, so I think that prob- probably Estrada. Though Volquez didn't do that. Uh, oh, Volquez did really well and then fell apart. Yeah. Oh, Vol- so he was Edison Volquez. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. He he had a great uh, like great five innings or or uh, four innings. I think it was he like gave up one hit or something like that, and then fifth and sixth fell apart, fell apart. and gave up. It was still only gave up three earned runs, but. You know, so so you've got that. I would so I would pick Estrada over Volkes in that. Then you have Ventura Price, which is really interesting. Very good matchup. Yeah, and 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 that's and that's I think I think that might be the turning game as opposed to the Cueto game, hmm. where it's if because it because it's in in Kansas it's in City. Kansas City, yeah. So if Price shows up and pitches like David Price. And then you go back to Toronto, Toronto. either with a split or with up, yeah. up 2-0, possibly. And 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 then I don't know. Pressure gets to Cueto. Mm. <laughs> I, I mean, I I think I think that will be a major game. And if Price comes as David Price, then Cueto has to perform, or 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 I I would say it's done. Then it's right. then it would be even shorter thing. But I'm gonna say I'm gonna say Toronto. Ugh. I just don't want to say the same as you. You can say the same uh-huh. as me if you want. Because then we'll both be wrong, or we'll both be right. I'll give you all the credit because oh, I, because I I originally picked the would, Royals and you talked me. Into I would Blue say Jets. probably Toronto in six. Okay, but uh, I could I think they could maybe do it in five. Okay, I was thinking the same thing. Like my the bravery part of me wants to say Toronto in five. The yeah. same part wants to say Toronto six, just to account for exactly all anything. The because happen, Kansas yeah. is a good team. Like yeah. I don't I don't I don't want it at all to look like we're discounting Kansas, saying they're not great. They're they're. They also have that magic, you know. We were talking about the Blue Jays games, and they had they had some Royals games in there where they they squeaked out stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, they did get, you know, just like the uh, like the the um, the, the Blue Jays <laughs> hurting for them race. Uh, just like the Blue Jays got, you know, those fortuitous errors. The the Royals got a fortuitous error and capitalized. Mm-hmm. They did they did what Royals did, and then that game seven was just a was just game a, five. Game five. Yeah, that game five was just just crushing. You know, Cueto being amazing. You know, Morales didn't even need to hit that three run home run, but that did, end, that yeah, just made yeah. everything deflate. And it's yeah. so it also they're a scrappy, great team. It comes down a lot to I would say if you look at the the bench hitters too. Mm-hmm. Like it's so much easier to envision. Justin Smoke stepping in doing something crazy. Chris is Cole. it? No. <laughs> is it? N- not Mariner Justin Smoke. Yeah. Toronto Blue Jay Blue Justin Jay, Smoke, which yeah, is, he's, he's had he, some moments. He's got uh, that Blue Jay's dust, Blue Jay dust yeah. Or, or Pilar, Colab- yeah, Colabello. Yeah, Pilar's like, been great, and Colabello, yeah. Yeah, like, it's it's so much easier to imagine the lesser Blue Jays yeah. doing better than the lesser Royals, who are, like, Agree. Dyson, and, Alex, Rio. It's like guys who just, you can't really trust. Although Rio's and the Rio's surprising. Moments, yeah. the, the other thing that makes me nervous about Royals is that the, the guys who were the heroes last year and the guys who really stepped it up this year in Hosmer, Moustakis, um, and unfortunately, we, we talked a little bit in the pre in the other preview about Gordon not doing as well um, this season because of injuries. But those guys were pretty much absent in the postseason. One, uh, Hosmer had one good game where he had some clutch hits, I think. But uh, but those guys that really you know their uh, that really their lineup rotated around 
were not the ones to come through. Whereas the guys that you expected to come through with uh, the Blue Jays were exactly the guys who, who came through. Alright, hold on. So, okay, I can go ahead and just delete these uh, Dodgers questions here. Yeah, <laughs> just so sad. Get those out of there. Okay. Hey, did Great. Don Mattingly have any like huge boners? Um, you could maybe. Well, because we, we talked about too about the only one I I, I I noticed that was overwhelming was leaving Kershaw too long. That's it. But I mean, which we said he'd do. Well, and he at that point he's really damned if you do, damned if you don't, because if you leave him in too long, and David Price gets the hit off of. Kershaw as opposed to Pedro Baez, and it's like, well, you left him in too long. You should have brought in the bullpen. What didn't you learn from last year? But he takes him out. He puts in his crappy bullpen guy. David Wright gets his only hit of the series. Yeah. <laughs> just that big base hit to put him up three runs in game one. And then all of a sudden, Don Mattingly is, the, is a bum. So, I mean, yeah. that, that was a situation where he literally, literally could not have won. And he actually, truth be told, managed relatively well knowing... It's what we kind of talked about at the beginning. The only way the Dodgers were going to win was the pitchers had to go long enough to jump over all the bad bullpen guys yeah. they have. And when they didn't, that's where the bad things happened. Right. And so if you're Mattingly, you're basically, you need the perfect scenario in almost every game case, and he managed with that given perfect scenario because there's nothing else he could do. Yeah, and, well, I mean, he yeah, you're right, that, that he didn't really... He did a pretty decent job. I mean, in in the sense that you can't hang the series loss on anything that he did or didn't do. Oh, even even today's game, letting Kenley Jansen pitch a couple. You know, mm-hmm. I, I can't I can't remember how long he pitched, but he pitched in the eighth. Well, he pit, yeah, no, he he pitched the top of the ninth. Yeah, yeah, he and came so, in at the top of the ninth, which is not he, not a safe situation. It's not a situation you would norm, he, that he would have normally quote unquote used Kenley. Yeah, which is the right decision. It yeah. put a band aid on the bleeding. You know, you just can't do anything when the guys won't hit for you. Yeah. So. Or when just David Murphy just becomes an absolute monster. Yeah. yeah. So, did I say David Murphy? I meant yeah. Daniel Murphy. Yeah, Daniel Murphy. Yeah. You also you said get, David Price You earlier. got all your Davids mixed in. Did I really? Yeah, yep. you said David Price instead of David Wright. Oh, wow. David Murphy instead of oh, Daniel Murphy. Sorry. It's okay. okay. Daniel Murphy, yes. <laughs> yes, multi-millionaire Daniel Murphy after this series uh, as he's a free agent. So, I mean, so jumping over to the Mets, the ones who actually, you know, won this series... Um, you look at this Cubs offense. Yes, the they are the first team ever in postseason history to hit six home runs in a game. Oh yeah, which is pretty amazing. That it also came from their one through six hitters, like just in order. Oh yeah, you know? um, they have a great offense. The Mets got by mainly on their pitching. So again, one of those irresistible forces and you know unstoppable objects and all that stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Do you think that Jacob deGrom is kind of the X factor in maybe shutting down and the Cubs and getting them to the World Series? He Or is he just a sort of a bigger piece of the idea that they need to just pitch amazingly well? Yeah, he's more he's more um exemplar of the fact. Like he's an example of the idea that if he if he pitches well, you feel like they have a chance. If he doesn't, you feel like it might get dicey really quickly. Um, and as we saw today against the Dodgers, he's tired. Mm-hmm. He's he's he was not sharp. It's his second year, and he pitched a lot of innings this year. And you could see him. He walked three people today. He was out of the zone quite a bit. Gave up a lot of kind of little bloop singles and mm-hmm. well hit balls. He just he gritted through it. Like yeah. he did the veteran pitcher thing of I don't have my stuff. Um, in the first game, he's hitting like 98 consistently. This game, he's hitting like 95. So the mm-hmm. velocity was down a little bit. Still good, but not yeah. where it was. Exactly. Yeah. And, and so he actually had to be the finesse, not finesse purely. Yeah. Way, but he, he had to. In be, his own way, yeah, he was. He had to kind of just bite down on his tongue and then just let her rip in some weird angles and yeah. some different sides of the strike zone and just hope they swing. And they obliged a lot. <laughs> so I think he ended up with like nine strikeouts today. Yeah, got a lot in the first game. I and mean, he still got great stuff. Yeah. I mean, and, uh, but the fatigue showing, and it's yeah. very, very clear. And now you have a lineup that strikes out a whole lot, but is also really patient. Mm-hmm. These guys, Dexter Fowler up the front, he can make you throw a lot of pitches and he'll make you work at the top end. Yeah. And then you've got Schwarber. Oh. Then you've got Rizzo. You know, you just got all guys who you're going to be throwing a lot to and a lot of lefty-righty matchups, which those guys will take advantage of. Yeah. Like, 
there's enough to make me nervous. Um, he's going to get some rest, yes. which is good because yes. he's not probably not going to probably pitch until game three. Most likely, yeah. They I, haven't I, obviously released their their rotation yet, but I'd have to think that Harvey and is they burned Syndergaard tonight too. So yes. it's got to be Harvey game one. Yeah, Syndergaard only did one inning. Only yeah. pitched right. one inning. Yeah, so yeah. he could probably be. I mean, you think the series starts in two days. You get a couple days. I mean, he could probably be ready for game two if they wanted to push yeah. it because they don't think they want to put out. I don't. I don't think they want to try the Stephen Matz experiment again. It, yeah. it didn't go quite as well as they would have hoped, and they certainly aren't going to. And they certainly are pretty comfortable putting Bartolo Colon in the bullpen. Yes. Oh man, I want. They probably won't, and I get why. But I want Bartolo to start. Like I think. Oh yeah. I almost think the way he played in the last month, he earned the ability to start in the playoffs because he's been really good. It's always just been the third, the third time up penalty that's yeah. been getting Bartolo a little bit. Um, but just, don't you just want him just to, just to watch him? Oh, he would be wonderful. Yeah, just be Bartolo. Be his, if they won, the, would that be his first championship? Yeah, I think it, it has to it be. It has right? to be. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I don't think he's. I, I I'm pretty sure he doesn't. Uh, Josh, you can check that for mm. us. Um, like I know he came up with Cleveland, got a Cy Young in Cleveland, mm-hmm. I believe, and. He's, I mean, obviously the guy's been around the block a few times, man. Um, so, I, I guess I never really got your take on the slide. Oh yeah, Chase Utley. I mean, that's going to be the overarching thing. <laughs> now, granted, I don't think it propelled the Mets to win the series, and I don't think it took the Dodgers so far out of it. You know, you you can look at that in other series as like a lightning rod, and oh, they really rallied because of this. And uh, They lost the game, first of all. They lost the game that he got injured in. No, that, I think they won. A, no, no, game two. Oh, sorry, I'm talking about Tejada. Tejada, yeah. Yeah, yeah. The, the Mets lost that game where, you know, you try to use it as like a rallying point, and oh, oh yeah. we're going to use this as like our thing, and to vault, and, but they lost that game. But it never really, I mean, it was just a, such a, it's been talked about to death. I don't know, I wanted to get your take on it. What what was your thought about just the whole play in general? I'm more amazed at the focus on whether the slide was dirty or not. I think it's, I mean, by all accounts, it, it is a dirty slide. It's a necessary dirty slide in the way you try to break it up, and you're not hoping to break the guy's leg. But, you know, if you're not sliding at the base or sliding well out of the base path and you're doing it late, that's a dirty slide by all accounts. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm more surprised at how people... I just don't think people didn't focus enough on the fact that it's so absurd to have a rule called accurately. It was an accurate ruling where a guy can slide away from the base paths, never touch second, go into the dugout, mm-hmm. and then be awarded second base because yeah. the other guy didn't do the tag out. Yeah. Couldn't, I mean, I, I guess I don't under, that's where the rules kind of get, get a little opaque for me. I just feel like couldn't Ruben Tejada, well, he's just lying on the ground, just sort of paint, roll over. tap the base <laughs> at one point and have that baby out. Like, why? Yeah. I don't understand. I feel like it should be he's out because the leg's broken. Chase Utley's out because he's in the duck hat. Yeah, yeah. That he immediately went. That he immediately left. Yeah, because the whole idea behind it is that baseball has this neighborhood play. Yeah, which is where the second baseman or shortstop on a double play doesn't necessarily have to make a physical like they don't have to physically touch the base for their own safety. Yeah, really. they're very they generous. With be that in the usually. kind of area, but uh, in the umpire's estimation. The throw was bad enough, so the neighborhood play is off. Yeah. In, in their judgment, if it's not a good throw, well, we're not going to award you this neighborhood play. You're going to have to actually go up and make the catch, touch the base, and throw to first. It was strange. I agree with you in that not only was he not out at second, but they didn't even call the double play. I mean, that that the, the guy at first should have been out too, probably for interference or for something. I mean, there are so <laughs> many ways that that could have been called. And I feel like this was the most just asinine and just the most uh, opaque is a great word that you used. That's the one. That's the one interpretation that you went with, like this particular one. I really like that. It seems both of the Blue Jays game and then of course the Utley slide. There seems to be once you get into the deep bowels of the uh, MLB rule book, some of the rules go. Right, so here's all we got. Uh, just recall. Yeah, like, yeah. Just, we, here are the rules, and here's how. Like here's how you work through it, and then figure it out yourself. Um, <laughs> yeah. like, that's what the rule book. And says. you know what? Your word is gold, and it cannot be challenged, it cannot be, no one can say anything, your word is now bond. And at least to be fair to all umps in this process, it wasn't a great series of umping. Uh, a lot of the no. ball strike calls were really rough in almost every game I watched. But in these big rulings, the umps were basically like, we're sorry. Yeah, our bad. <laughs> we've, look, we've looked over this as many times, we've had confidences, we've called into New York, and we're, yeah. we're really sorry. This is what we landed on, yeah. I, I guess. Uh, so, but... Uh, you know, I, I hope Chase Utley thinks about how dirty of the slide was, and he, you know, he's willing to be um, 
you know, be penitent about it next year when he has to sit down in the first opening two games. Oh, of, like, know, watch out. Season. Yeah, he's really, that's really going to make a chunk out of it. Well, he's a free agent, isn't he? I think he can... I think he is. I yeah. think he is. Yeah. So maybe he won't even play ever again. Who knows? They're like, no teams. Like we're not. We're not taking a chance. Bad, Chase bad character Chase Utley. That's right. <laughs> These two games are really going to cost us. <laughs> so I mean, that's. I mean, it's interesting. That, I mean, because it, it it was a very close series, like we thought it would be. Just just to interject a second, I yes. know that everyone listening has been ignoring everything you've said for the last couple of minutes, <laughs> waiting for these Bartolo Colon stats. Yeah. So I just okay. want to make sure that they... Please, okay, get I'll your Bartolo Colon stats in. Has uh, he won a World Series? He has not. All right. He's pitched in 10 uh, AL, um, ALDS or ALCS games. 10? Yep. Jeez. With Cleveland, Anaheim, Anaheim yeah. and Oakland. Oh, yeah. Okay. Mm. Uh, but, nope, never... Uh, Okay. Never got to. The Never World got series. to the World Series. Nope. They're gonna win. They're trying to win this one for the Gipper. Try to win this one for Bartolo. <laughs> we want you to do this. Oh man. Um, okay. Well, I'd say that. I think you probably would too. The Cubs probably have the upper hand. Josh, would you say that too? Yes. The Cubs would probably have the upper hand in this series, just because if you're gonna, if you're going to try to neutralize. The Mets pitching, doing it with Jake Arrieta and Jake Lester, John Lester. Yeah, what is wrong with me? <laughs> John Lester and Jake Arrieta. David Lester. Yeah, it's yeah. probably that kind of sounds like a substitute teacher. Really, yeah. <laughs> um, those are two guys that you probably are. Yeah, pretty decent guys to to mitigate the the Mets pitching. But let's say at the end of this series, we're reading about the Mets going to the World Series. They win the pennant. What is going to be one thing in there that we're going to be like, oh, of course that's why they won? You know, like what what's going to be the reason that the that the 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 Mets win this? Is it going to be like, oh, the Mets win it, or is it going to be like, man, the Cubs did not come to play? I think it's two things. I think it's the Cubs youth shows up a little bit in yeah. key moments and they strike out a lot. Mm. They're they're a team that strikes out a lot. I think they might lead the majors in it. If I recall, mm-hmm. uh, Josh, you can look that up for me. Up, yeah. Um, I do not have my computer, which is why I'm making Josh the gopher, <laughs> by the way. Uh. But it becomes that they press, and there's a lot of every Mets pitcher can make his strike out yeah. if you start giving into it. Fifteen uh, hundred strikeouts. Wow! And how much greater um, is that than any other team? The Astros, I believe, are second, and they were in the thirteen hundred. It's like yeah. thirteen forty yeah. or something like that. That's more than a strikeout, more per game than the other yeah, team than in the second Astros. place. Yeah, that's right? insane. Yeah. <laughs> but and, yeah, I mean, but the, I mean, but they. they I mean, I, I think you're probably right, but I that was, if that was going to show up in the Cardinals series, it really did. Maybe in game one, you kind of mm-hmm. felt like, oh, okay, the Cardinals are this, you know, wonderful franchise that everybody, you yeah. know, you know, God. Ugh. But a, a lot of it is, and this is where, like, the Cardinals weren't a strikeout team in terms of their pitchers. Mm-hmm. Their pitchers yeah, were, true. Yeah. A, they were a little bit of everything team, yeah. a little bit of, like, pitch getting a lot of ground balls, pitching to contact, yeah. a big strand rate. As we talked about, which was right. a big factor yeah. in their kind of luck, um, the the Mets aren't that team. Bartolo Colon's that pitcher, mm-hmm. but the other guys aren't that pitcher. They're yeah. swing and miss all across the board in a lot of ways, and so you you can envision that working out. You can envision um, Hendricks and uh, um, Hamill Hamill being rocked a little bit. Yeah, you can envision they are top heavy. Yeah, you're yeah. Right. You can envision Suspedes yeah. finally clicking. And doing one of those runs that he does, which are some of the best things in baseball. Um, so there's a lot of ways you can envision it. I just feel the top end of the Mets are shakier than the top end of the Cubs. I would agree with yeah. that. Yeah, and I, yeah. I I would agree with with Jimmy's first assertion that it, from my standpoint, it's if that rookie magic fades, that they've just had such an incredible rookie run. Um, Amazingly, it sounds like he could be talking about the Cubs hitting or the Mets pitching. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Though, but the, I, and I, well, I guess some of those rookies are are also second year guys. Yeah, young, too, so. yeah, well, young, young guys. Yeah. yeah, green, green guys. I mean, they they have a, a historic long. run of of young overachievers, mm-hmm. like like just a, a ridiculous highest uh, one of the best rookie classes of a team in mm-hmm. in a long time. Oh, yeah. Um, and so if if you know, if all these fresh faces to the, the postseason 
you know, just get hit with the pressure. You know, if, if they do have a thing where they go up against DeGrom or something, or Harvey, and get a bunch of strikeouts, kind of how we talked about uh, the Astros being a big boom and, and bust team, that if they bust and then just spiral down into that bust, then, you know, the, Met, the Mets do have the pitching to kind of sustain that bust. Yeah. To give you kind of a sense of how silly... Uh, the youth factor is on both teams. If you take out Bartolo Colon from the pitching rotation, you have Matt Harvey, who's the oldest, most tenured pitcher. <laughs> yeah. He's 26, I think. Yeah. Uh, if you look at the lineup of the Cubs, you ha- I mean, you have some older guys. You have like Dexter Fowler, who's like Miguel Montero. Yeah, guys Montero. Like, yeah. Stuff. Yeah. But generally, you think of like the the grizzled old vet, the best player on the team, Anthony Rizzo. Yeah. He's 26. Yeah, like he he's 26 and yeah. he seems ancient. He seems like he's been around forever. He was involved, funny enough, in the first Adrian Gonzalez yeah. deal oh, yeah. <laughs> to get him to Boston. Yep. So yeah, Rizzo's jumped around. Mm-hmm. Uh, like he was on the Padres. That's right, because then he got traded yeah. for Kashner. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And but, I mean, his story is actually kind of a fun one because um, uh, Epstein always had his eye on Rizzo, mm-hmm. and when he went to the Cubs, Epstein made a point of getting Rizzo, even yeah. though he hadn't really shown much by that point. No, he was actually a, a laughing stock because the Adrian Gonzalez trade had looked so lopsided yeah. because of this high prospect Anthony Rizzo was just bombing it. Yeah. <laughs> you know, just doing awful. And then he's paid off. Yeah. Like, and then some. MVP mm-hmm. candidate in a lot of ways this year. Yeah. What's funny about the youth, we talk about the youth on both sides, is that, like, yes, you can see that maybe the youth of the, of the Cubs doesn't carry them through this next round, but it wouldn't happen. It would just be so unorganic. Like it would just be like, oh, all of a sudden, okay, well, we, yeah. we can't do yeah, it. Like yeah. the thing is that, like, th- that's one of the things, the major factor where you're like, man, I don't think the Cubs can win. But through nothing, it's just through no fault no, of their own. Yeah, yeah. It, it won't happen because like somebody gets hurt, or it's just like, yeah. oh, all of a sudden they'll be like, oh, we're young, we can't remember. So I mean, it's it's strange that that's kind of seems like we feel like that's how heavily favored the Cubs are yeah. in this series. And they would have been heavily favored really for any, whoever came out of the Dodgers Mets series. Oh, absolutely. Really. Like, yeah. It, it yeah. Was, they would have destroyed the Dodgers. <laughs> I think it, it'll be a little bit closer with the Mets, but I, they would have destroyed the Dodgers. And I, I mean, a lo- what keyed me into the Cubs right now is Schwarber, the little Babe Ruth is mm-hmm. what he, he looks like. He swings like it's crazy. Yeah. But he cooled down near the end of the year, and it was like, okay, maybe he's in that rookie wall a little bit. First pitch off of Garrett Cole <laughs> over the Bomb. stadium. Yeah. And he's just he's hit three. He's hit three Blue Jays esque beauties. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Over scoreboards, and if he's doing that in second place, I mean, for for those not familiar, he hit one of his home runs onto the top of the scoreboard uh, at Wrigley Field, and they spotted, I think some of the cameras during the game spotted it, sitting up on top of the scoreboard. They went up, the uh, Cubs officials went up, authenticated the ball, and then surrounded it with plexiglass yeah, yeah. To, uh, to enshrine it there as like a good luck token. And what kind, of, what kind of ball do you have to be able to hit to make it go up in the air and then land on yeah. a scoreboard and yeah. stay there. Yeah. That is a high arcing ball. That's true. Yeah. It also says a lot about the Cubs playoff history that they're like a home run in game four of the NLDS. It's like, we're going to enshrine this, guys. We need oh, to yeah. keep this memory forever. <laughs> we got to get some kind of luck. Yes. And, and we haven't even talked about uh, Chris Bryant. Yeah. Dreamy. Chris Bryant. And now Rookie of the Year favorite, Chris Bryant. I know. How are they going to – it's going to be – how can you pitch when the guy's eyes are like diamonds? So dreamy. It's yeah. You lose yourself in the pools of his blue eyes. And, and that's just the fun thing. You, you, the Cubs are so deep on that front, you just keep forgetting about it. And then you also have Joe Madden pulling the strings. Joe Madden yeah. has been, because he's Joe Madden, he knows how to do this, he's been really, really great about knowing when to pull his pitchers. So yeah. Hamill and Kendrick, the guys who are you know likely to be a little bit more d- dicey, pulled him, had a really quick tri- trigger finger yeah. with him. And got valuable endings out of Trevor uh, Cahill. Trevor Cahill, thank you. Yeah. And, uh, and Trevor Cahill, how about Cahill. that? Yeah, and Fernando Rodney, of all people. <laughs> <laughs> and we talked about this before, but i got to point out, Fernando Rodney walks a guy, gets two, two key outs, only two, steps away, and then thinks to himself, no, got to do it. Shoots the arrow. <laughs> he's not gonna. He's not gonna when is he gonna get another shot? He's not gonna get many other shots. I know. And it's just like, you're getting those guys to give you something, do be meaningful contributors. It's just, you know, Joe Madden devil magic. Fernando Rodney, if they win the World Series, will have a World Series ring. 
can you imagine that? <laughs> At the beginning I mean, of the season, if you're like, hey, by the way, Josh, Fernando Rodney's gonna get, he's gonna win the World Series, and you're gonna be like, oh, awesome, great, you know, yeah. you'd be so excited, and then I think I still would have been suspicious. <laughs> yeah, I, I like there's a this was, I remember this was a couple years ago when Cleveland made a, a I, run. Yeah, made a run, yeah. and they had Chris Perez in. As their closer, and he had like a yeah, five yeah, something yeah. ERA. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> big old burly Chris Perez. Yes. You're just like this is shaky. This is not going to go well for you I, guys. I didn't even make the connection or think about it when I was just so happy the Mariners got rid of Rodney that he's back with Madden. I didn't. Oh yeah, I didn't even think I about, think that. about that. And then I, I was, I was just like, yeah. oh, yeah. no wonder he he's, he's doing, doing amazing now. Yeah, yeah they they not they, a, a flaming garbage pile. <laughs> yeah, guys. I mean, Madden has his finger on the pulse. Yeah. He just knows how to. Make the young guys seem old. He makes the bad relief pitchers seem. All, all he had to do was it. just uh, just do what what Lloyd McClendon never thought to do, which was, "Hey, Rodney, can you not screw this one up?" And Rodney's like, "Yeah, I got this. Yeah, I got this." Hey, Fernando, Fernando, think about the arrow after you make the pitches. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Earn the arrow. <laughs> the whole it's time he's just scanning the crowd, like, "Where am I going to shoot it? Where's it going to go? Where's it going to go? Gonna shoot it to death, like Miguel Montero. Rodney, Rodney, yeah. pitch, pitch. <laughs> do you think he's picking out people he hates in the crowd? And that's like maybe he's picking out op- opposing teams' fans or something. Oh yeah, like that, or, or like know, someone like, who yelled at him in the bullpen yeah. when he was like, warming up. You know what? This guy. Yeah. Can, can I with say, the kooky haircut. Yeah. I am so against the unwritten rules of baseball that I will forever love guys with the dumbest celebrations <laughs> in the world. So like I'm a you know a connoisseur of a good bat flip, but I love yeah. the parrot even more. Mm-hmm. And as terrible as Rodney's been, him shooting an arrow, having a guy come up to him ask him, "Where'd you shoot that arrow?" <laughs> then him going. Over there. Yeah. That's a celebration. Where does this come from? That was one of the most exciting uh, moments for me when the Mariners acquired Rodney was, I hope he shoots the arrow when he's here, too. (laughs) I was like, yeah, he had a great ERA uh, in the last couple years, but the arrow was what I'm excited (laughs) for. The arrow thing. Yeah, more ballplayers need specific choreography to their events of what they Mm -hmm. do. I was was hearing somewhere about, um, oh, God, who was it? It was like Eric Burns or something. Talking about uh, um, the bat flip and how a bunch of people, you know, were pissed off. But he's like, mm-hmm. but he was talking about playing in, in, in uh, like winter ball and, and Dominican ball. Where and he's like, everyone bat flips there. He's yeah. like, you, oh, yeah. you, like you're all about the unwritten rules and you're playing in America and uh, or Canada. I'm sorry, yeah, North America. Where are we? Well, yeah. they're all North America, even That's Dominican true, yeah. League. Yeah. Um, but uh, when you're playing in the MLB. And he's, he's like, you know, you're all about those unwritten rules, and you're, you're pissed off about bat flips, and you go to DR, and you're like, oh, okay. Yeah. So it's like, so he was kind of saying, you know, uh, you know, people getting angry, like that, you know, it's 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 embraced there, and you know what though, baseball is fun. Exactly. Like, it makes the game more fun. Like you are pissed off. You're you're not pissed off at the bat flip. You're pissed off that the guy hit the through and homer yeah. to give your team the lead, or to give the other team the lead. That's what you're angry about. I would be all for if they just did uh, touchdown celebrations. Seriously, you get to home plate and you yeah. just like sign a baseball and throw it into the stand. Yeah. Like that would be that would be the perfect thing. You, but it just you hide a cell phone under home plate and pull it out. My whole thing is the whole thing is like these games take so long in the regular season and in the postseason. They take even longer in the postseason. Yeah. Give it some energy, like get yeah. some fun into it. I mean, th- these guys are out there playing a game yeah. for kids, and, you, and it's like make yeah. it fun, interesting. It's exciting. Like Jose Fernandez and, talking to Carlos Gonzalez, like you know them talking back and forth. I mean, that's yeah. fun. Like they look like they're enjoying themselves. Like oh, yeah. don't you be so serious all a- the time. Anything Adrian Beltre does, a- Adrian, on the field is yes. Adrian Felix, yeah, like that. I love it. Anytime, anytime Mariners play the Rangers because Adrian and Felix are always mm-hmm. just jawing at each other. Yeah, and they're both having fun because they're not, you know whiny little bitches immediately when something bad happens. Yeah. They can see that it's a game and they're yeah. enjoying themselves. And the crowd loves it. And the announcers love it. love it. And it's like, and, and you saw how insane the Blue Jays fans went when not only did Bautista hit that home run, but that bat lip was just such an exclamation it point. It was a pun- yeah. That just, that just brought them up. And it's, Perfect. it's like, just, just let them have it. Let them have two, it. Two celebrations I want and then we can make our predictions. Okay. I want and I'll just use Chris Bryant because I think it'd be funny if he's the one who does it. Chris Bryant hits a moonshot, mm-hmm. immediately grabs the bat, starts shooting at him like a skeet, <laughs> yeah. puts okay. it over his arm like like a military. And just carries it then, around the base and then marches around the base. That's the first one. The other one I want is uh, Chris Bryant again, moonshot, immediately like stumbles over, starts using the bat as a cane, and yeah. then just drawing it out all the way around. Gets to home, does the Willy Wonka slide like yeah. roll on oh, base, roll on. and then he, yeah, like, yeah. then he walks like it's normal. I want I want Schwarber to hit. To hit a giant home run out of the stadium 
and just point to each base mm-hmm. and be like, do I really have to run? Uh, it do went out of the stadium. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Out of the stadium. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. All right, well, who wins? Who, 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 who do you have for the World Series? So we have we all have the Blue Jays coming yep. from the AL. You know, what do you think about for this Mets-Cubs series? I'll actually go brave with them. I'm going to go Cubs in five. Wow, that is brave. I'm doing it. That is brave. So which game do the Mets win? Is it the DeGrom game? Maybe they come back, they're down 2-0, they come back at home with DeGrom, and maybe they win that game three, possibly? Yeah, I think, well, actually, let me, I'm going to call it uh, Matt Harvey in game four. Okay. Is the one they win. Oh, so they're, so they're down 3-0, basically. Something like that, okay. yeah. I think, like, because Matt Harvey versus Arietta, no-go. Mm-hmm. Matt Harvey versus Lester is a little doable. Like, okay. you can get Lester a couple ways, and you can, like, I just want... People on base, Lester not throwing, steal, steal, steal. Like <laughs> yeah. I think there's going to be one game where that happens against Lester. Okay. Um, but I think Madden Magic, he has, he knows when to pull the shakier guys and keeps just throwing more and more re- solid relievers at the mm-hmm. uh, at the Mets, and they just can't really get the hits they need. That's my prediction. I think I, I'm going to go one better. I'll go Met. I'll go. Uh, sorry, Cubs and six. I As- think I think it's probably uh, for me at least. I think you know go a little bit safer. We won't go as but we will yeah. definitely. We will definitely give you your praise if it's four or five. Yeah, I gotta go big on one. So. Yeah, for sure. Um, well, I mean, I'm gonna good. go safer too. And, yeah, uh, and and Cubs in Cubs in six. Cubs in six. I think I think the, there will be whether it's Degrom, uh, Syndergaard, or Harvey. You know, as you're saying, putting it up. I I I feel that there's gonna be one game where just the the rookies are confounded. Okay. Just just something or another, and then and then another game where. Cespedes goes crazy or something like that, but the onslaught will will be too much for the Mets to handle. It was a good run for the Mets, but the Cubs yeah. are just a better team. Yeah. Really, that's yeah. kind of what it comes down to. So, all right, so we got a Blue Jays Cubs World Series, which would be, would be tortured so fan base excited. versus tortured fan base, really. Yeah. So, uh, so this should be really exciting. This has been great. Thank you guys uh, for coming on, and uh, we will uh, be catching you guys up uh, probably for the World Series. Right on, right on. Have a good day.